Okay, everybody, why don't we make a start? Welcome. That's very loud. Welcome to our seminar on stories from the front line. The, really, the, the heart behind this is we want to hit two things. Hopefully, we want to inspire you that church planting is, is a wonderful thing, but we also want to be real <laughs> and talk about the reality of it as well. I think it's very easy to get a whole load of people stirred up. It's like, it's going to be the greatest thing you ever do. It's going to be really easy. We've got some people in the field right now who will dispel all of those myths. And <laughs> they're haggard, they're worn out. And no, 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 it's not true. But I've... I've just asked a whole... Semi-true. Uh, se Semi-true. Semi-true. And really what... Um, Jen and I have got a number of questions and really I thought that the, the easiest way to start would be to get a three-minute story from each one of them. See how good they are. I want your vision, your value... No, I don't really. I, um, I want more just how the Lord called you and how you've... Um, where you've come from and how how your church is, where you're at in, in your church, you know, so you might be, we're two months in, we're a year in, so that everybody can just begin to get a bit of a glimpse into the different stories, because one of the most beautiful things is every, every church that we plant is completely unique out of different situations, and so that, that needs to come across. Sometimes we go with massive teams, sometimes we go with nobody, and each one of those is completely valid, and so I um, want that to come across. So why don't we start with Paul down here, and we're going to work in this direction, um, hit it, Paul. Three minutes, I'm timing. Go. Wow, okay. Um, so I'm Paul, married to Steph. She's just popped home because of her children. Um, we're in our children. We're in, uh, <laughs> we planted in Manchester from here about 18 months ago. I think we've been going with Sundays. Um, what were all your other questions? No, it's how, did, how were we called? Was um, I would say we're reluctant planters. We didn't see ourselves planting. We weren't looking to plant. We actually, Steph used to live down south. We moved here for a number of reasons, through jobs, this, that, and the other. Ended up on staff here. Saw that as like our big God move. And, you know, we love the vineyard, want to stay in the vineyard. And um, over maybe the period of a year, started getting some prophetic words that were getting quite intense. We had quite a number. Always written them down, always tried to weigh them and put them on one side, particularly relating to planting. Um, then we got on a plane and this guy turns to us. We basically went on holiday to get away from talking about church planting. We'd just taken the discipleship year down to Cardiff, been chatting with James about planting. Dangerous idea. Yeah, it was It was dangerous. So we're going away to get away from it all. This guy to us turns to us and says, oh, you, you and your wife thinking of starting a church in the north of England? <laughs> and we're like, oh, no. Um, and he, he wasn't a Christian. He only ever went to church for weddings and funerals, just thought it was the right appropriate thing to say <laughs> and we're like oh my goodness like even people who don't know Jesus are having words for us um, came back here the next Sunday a lot of people were away I was leading the Lord's Supper stepped off the stage first person who came up to me having had a phone call from a mate in the morning say I think you and Steph might be called to plant the church in Manchester we went, oh my goodness don't tell anyone we'll write that down anyway <laughs> stepped off the stage this guy came up to me first person he had a t-shirt massive orange writing on a purple t-shirt said Opportunity Manchester. And we're starting to be like, uh-oh. <laughs> now, I'd, honestly, I don't know whether that guy was real, whether I saw it, whether I was trying to find him at the end, couldn't find him anywhere. That week then, we must have had 10 or so similar sorts of things where we're like, I think maybe the Lord is saying Manchester. Then the penny dropped that Steph and I actually met there 
we gave our lives to Jesus there and we felt like really hang on maybe we're just being called home and we're there so hello. awesome Uh, so yeah, Steve and Viv from Ballum, tell us your your snapshot. Uh, afternoon. We uh, we Ballum Vineyard. We kicked off about two, just over two two years ago, running Sunday services. And uh, Viv and I've been married twenty one years. We've uh, we felt called to London, and uh, we we've I was brought up in London. I was brought up in in Ballum and Tootin and. We uh, we felt as though we were called we were called to London. We were always called to to the city. And uh, in terms of com- comparing church planting to to our city, we would always choose London over church planting. And and so we about twenty years ago when we first got married, we were involved in a church plant uh, where we were and in Ballam, and we loved it. We loved the local community. We loved the kind of eva- evangelism of of it. Back then, we used to do sort of street um, uh, mimes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you show us, <laughs> Steve? Would you have a problem um, with that? There was no, there was no Twitter. It's coming back. There was no Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. It was kind of dodgy leaflets and w- clip art, and I would dress up as a clown. And, um, and but about. About 15 years ago, the, the main leader there, he had an affair. The church sort of blew up in a bad way. Um, for many of us who felt called to the city, called to London, uh, people just seemed to scatter, leave leave London, leave, leave the country. And so we were left with, has God called us here or are we just called to this community? And so we drifted for a bit. Uh, we tried a few churches, one church that we, we went to, they didn't believe in the Holy Spirit, so we ended up at a vineyard, uh, Southwest London Vineyard, about 12, 13 years ago, and made some lifelong friends, uh, but we still had this passion for our local community to see see Jesus impact our, our town. And and so about, about five years ago, uh, we felt through, through a vision from God that he was bringing church planting back on the agenda, and that he was br- he was calling us to to plant plant a church in in Ballam, uh, and so about three years ago we got commissioned uh, commissioned to plant. We didn't really want to do Sunday meetings. I I was on staff at our old church, and I looked after all the Sundays, and I hated it. I hated like planning Sundays and all the organisation, and so we just decided s- we wanted to just be the best church for our community not not simply put on sunday meetings in london there's a ton of fantastic churches and so we our our mission and our plan was to to try and be the best church for for our local community so we unfortunately kind of disintegrated into a sunday service and so um about two years ago we started sundays <coughs> reluctantly so we started we started a job club and uh, before we did any any kind of meetings, and then we also had been running healing on the streets for about seven years, or about five years prior to that. We're up to seven years now, and so I guess it was j- church like planting a church was just a natural extension of what was already happening. I think it didn't feel like a big transition. We didn't have to move house. We didn't have to move s- kids' schools or anything like that. We literally, it was just a natural extension of what God was already doing. So. 
that was easy to then ride the momentum of that. Um, sorry, just untangling Joanne. I'll kick off. Um, hi, I'm Ben, married to Kate, and uh, that was a good decision. Um, <laughs> by oh, I thought I think so. This well is not the time. This sorry. is church planting. <laughs> you distracted me. Got a me hotel then. room. Sorry. <coughs> Send them a mum and dad's house. It's going to be a bit <laughs> awkward. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm Ben. I actually come from Nottingham, as you probably. See. I know, I know, I know. So, um, <laughs> so we we planted uh, Edinburgh Vineyard uh, in September. Uh, so we've been going a few months. Um, we we basically been in uh, the last 17, 18 years. We've been in uh, Leeds Vineyard. Uh, we were the associate pastors there. Uh, pretty happy uh, with what was going on, um, loving that, and just serving the vision of David Allison. And uh, uh, and following God in that way, two and a half years ago, we were on holiday, which is a holiday slash retreat slash conference, and um, really and um, basically one of the guys just stood up. We just introed himself and said, um, not not from the vineyard. He said, um, we, we God's called us to um, see a million people come to know Jesus in the Celtic lands, and um, I just God just did something there. He just sort of landed on me. So like my whole heart is, I want to see a million people come to know Jesus, and um, and uh, my whole body resonated like my soul, my heart, head, everything. Fortunately, it ha the same thing happened to Kate at the same time, and uh, we were like, "What was that?" And we're like, we don't know, but we're going to press in. Andy Smith from Belfast Vineyard was there as well, and he was doing one of the talks about. Um, how God gives people blueprints and uh, gave testimony of that. I stood up at the point and he said, like, God just reveals stuff. And he just gave me a blueprint. And I didn't know what it was for. But then we, so we, so we just had to pursue that and say, well, God, you just totally shook us then. You've given us a blueprint. What's it for? Where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? And he basi it basically was, okay, that blueprint is for a church. It's a church plant. Leeds is not in the Celtic lands. <laughs> so... <coughs> So that's all we knew. That's what we knew what we were going to do. And so, and then we went to stuff where we just put ourselves in as many places as we could where we could hear what God was saying to us uh, without really telling them what, you know, what, what it was about. And then we had so many stuff, things of places where we went where people would just come up to us and say, God's putting church planting on your heart. Uh, uh, you know, amazing things of seeing people wanting to hear about Jesus queuing around the block, which I still want to see. And, um, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can carry on soon. And then, and also, but we didn't know where. <laughs> we, we didn't. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know where it was. And so, we would always say, people would say to us, "Oh, for the vineyard, strategically, Edinburgh would be great." And we were like, "Great." And uh, but we didn't want to make a strategic decision in that sense. We wanted to hear from God because that's a whole story of where we've been. So we said, "That's really good," but we need to wait up and see where God wants us to go. And we would say we wouldn't, if somebody would say Edinburgh, we would say there's plenty of brilliant churches there. We'd just send people to them. And, um, but then a friend of ours had a dream, uh, New, uh, New Year's Eve. And um, it was a conversation between her and Kate. And the conversation was, um, God wants you to go to this place. And she, and Kate replied, why would we go there? There's plenty of good churches there. We'd send them there in the dream. And, uh, and he said, no, the God says the land is fertile, you should go. So we're like, all right. 
Um, so we said, I think we put we need to put Edinburgh back on the agenda. So the conversation between me and Kate was um, at our kitchen, looking out onto our gardens. It's like, if God wants us to go to Edinburgh, when we go to NLC in a couple of weeks' time, we will need Jamie Waters to Jamie and Linda, who were overseeing Scotland at the time, uh, to come up to us and say the Lord said, in, you know, Edinburgh's the place to go. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so well. It, it was more specific than that. Um, I said, if Jay, I was quite. I came off the phone and I said, oh, flipping heck, that in that dream. That's exactly what I say about Edinburgh, you know. That's exactly what I say. We need to put it back on the radar. And around our kitchen, I said, do you know what? If God wants us to go to Edinburgh, he's going to have to do something pretty. Like, that means moving house. I don't know a soul in Edinburgh. Moving our kids out of school, selling our house, resigning from our jobs, everything. So I was quite pumped, you know, like, if God wants us to do that. It wasn't like, if God wants us to go. So um, if God wants us to go to Edinburgh, he's going to have to get Jamie Waters to come up to us at NLC and say, Ben and Kate, you're meant to plant a church in Edinburgh. And so two, uh, two years ago, Ben does quite a good impression, so I'm just going to hand this back. Tap on the shoulder, Ben, can I have a word? It's <laughs> <laughs> quite good, that. <laughs> I've actually said that to his face as well, and survived, and survived. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jamie taps us on the shoulder, says, kind of a word, and my mate who's next to me says, you're in trouble now. I'm like, yes, and I can't wait. <laughs> and uh, they basically sat, sat us down and said, um, Jamie said, I walked into the cafe, and the Lord said to me, you two are to plant in Edinburgh. And we're like, game on. But as Kate says, that's that's the sort of romantic tale of, oh yeah, and he also said, this is not like a two-year holiday. We want you to come to Scotland and die here. <laughs> That's how you invite people. Uh, sometimes you're looking for people for those setup teams. Uh, yeah. Let's keep going. Hi, I'm Katie, and this is Josh, and um, yes, oh, I guess our journey to church planting goes back a little while. I think it's fair to say that probably actually when I first came to Trent here, um, first vineyard I'd been to, I heard about this church planting thing, didn't know anything about it before, and I quite like adventures and new things, thought that sounds quite exciting. So it's kind of always around in the background, um, uh, but not for Josh, so... I know, was it, I think it was you, Paul, who said about reluctant church planting. Well, Josh was very, very reluctant <laughs> about church planting, about any kind of church leadership for a variety of reasons. Both our parents are involved in church leadership, so that may have been part of it. Um, <laughs> and um, so it was kind of a long process, really. And about seven years ago, when our oldest son was born, we started really wondering about what God might want us to do with our lives and what we wanted what he might want us to give ourselves to, like what was our life work, I guess, our calling. And we wondered about going to India for a bit. We wondered, we explored going with some other church plants that had gone from here. And um, although I was always really, really up for it because I just wanted an adventure, it, n none of those things were quite right. And um, and then we wondered whether we meant to stay here longer, explore some things here and different job things and things here at church. And it just, it 
those things just never really happened. So um, a couple of years ago, I think it must have been a similar time to you, Ben and Kate. Um, we, oh yeah, it was at NLC. NLC seems to be quite significant uh, for various people. And um, just before that, we'd had a prophetic word from somebody about this year. So this was 2016 being the year when things would really start to change and um, God would really start to speak. We came to NLC and we just cried, I think, like the whole time. <laughs> just, yes, I think you might have prayed for me, Josh. Um, uh, yeah, just, and Josh doesn't really cry ever, and he cried quite a lot. Um, so <laughs> there's obviously stuff kind of being, yes, dreams were coming and lots of things were happening. And um, then during the kind of next few months, I guess we... We explored that further, felt, I guess it was probably to do with church planting, had no idea where, um, and ended up going to Oxford in, I think, the April. Some One of my best friends was brought up there, so we went to stay with her family and saw her. And um, I think we'd always prayed, because Josh was so reluctant, that, um, Lord, you'd have to speak to Josh if we were to leave, and you'd have to speak to me about staying, staying put here. And when we were there, yeah, God just really spoke to Josh about... Um, but some prophetic words that had been given to him years ago about going back to his roots. Various people when we were in Oxford said, it's like you're coming back to your roots. And um, various other things happened and then carried on happening. Words and funny kind of situations. And um, and someone gave us a dream about a second vineyard church being planted in Oxford. Um, so, yeah, so that was some of the story. Did you want to add anything? I think um, I was just praying this morning just about you know what is it um to share and it just seems to come together now but um it could be completely me so forgive me if it is but just in essence it was the picture of peter stepping out the boat and um that i think for me i never quite felt free to explore what god had for me um and church planting is one thing for a particular person um it's no better or worse than anything else but i just sensed that for me that's what god placed on my heart um and i never had the freedom to step into that and it was around 2016, I, I, I was studying a bit more, looking a, a, a little bit more into some of the characters in the Bible, and I just realized that they said yes. It wasn't who they were or how amazing they were. They said yes to what God was asking them to do. And I think that's what changed, is, is that I realized I had the freedom to say yes. And so God may have placed stuff linked to church planting, other stuff as well on your heart, but it's, it was more a posture that I, I came into of being able to say yes. So, so yeah, that, that was more to, to share. Um, I would just, uh, just sort of going on this journey, so we sort of talked a little bit about calling and your journeys into that. Some of you were sort of ha already had a sort of a heart for a place. Some of you were totally not expecting it. Some of you were like, I want the adventure. Um, just uh, could any of you give us some sort of I uh, things that you did that helped you prepare? I mean, it might have been a longer time. Um, you, you may not have known about necessarily the call to church planting, but there was this sense of preparation that God was asking you to do. So if you could just give us just some of the things that you did before and maybe after on that journey to sort of exploring calling and then, and then planting. We'll go along this way. <laughs> so um, so I felt actually called to church plant about 12 years ago, and um, we were over we, you know, we're in Leeds, really happy. But I was when Ben was similar to these guys. Ben was like, why would we do that? 
Um, and we were over in the States, actually, visiting a vineyard there. And we went up into the mountains and um, I was just like pouring out my heart going, will you just change Ben's heart? Will you just get him to like church planting or whatever? Oh, awful. Don't do that. Um, and, uh, and so I was just crying out to the Lord and uh, just, you know, as you do in, in the quiet of my room. And uh, I felt the Lord say to me, um, who are you going to worship, Kate, when you get there? Oh, man, it just gets me now. Because I've made church planting the thing. I've made that the goal. I've made that the, the destination of my life. And I was like, oh, that is, oh, I'm never going to ever, ever let that happen to me again. And even now you can tell, it's just like, I can't believe, it was a complete subconscious thing. You know, we've been brought up in the vineyard and, you know, press into church planting, was celebrated and all the rest of it. And, um, it was, I can, it was probably the most audible voice of God that I've ever heard. And I was just on, on my face, totally just surrendered. I am never picking this up again, ever. Um, my goal is you, Jesus. My goal will always be you, Jesus. It will never be anything else. And so for 12 years, I laid it down and my goal was Jesus. He will always remain my goal. Church planting just happens to be something that we are called to do for this season. Um, so... I guess if there's one thing of training, it would be fix your eyes on Jesus and never move your eyes off Jesus. We, we, were, we were in a position where we had sort of a two-year window, but one of the things that, uh, looking back, I was really grateful of is that we, we stopped working for Leeds Vineyard a year before we moved, and we spent that year trying to learn, go around as many of the vineyards, talk to as many of the people as we could, spend time with other people, learn from other people, and realize actually people across the vineyard movement are really on for that. If you say, can I come and just spend a few days with you or a day or something, um, it's a, it's, I find it a brilliant way to learn, but also you just get so much more than just a, a conversation over the phone or a book. Um, so we spent a whole year doing that, but also what, what that also helped um, for me was to take down some of my thinking to build it into something new and just really spend that time um, knowing what God wants us to do and prepare in that way. Also, I think probably one of the, it, when it comes down to it, when you're church planting, after a while, well, as I'm learning, after a while, it doesn't really matter how many structures, models, anything you've done. You're just like flipping heck. I, I just need to know what you're saying, God, at this moment. What are you saying to me? what you're saying to the people who are coming along, what you're saying to us in terms of the people on our street. So that is probably one of the most important disciplines and structures I've, I've built and learned in the last year, the year before we planted as well, because that sustains us so far. And it will do. Um, I think for us, uh, about 10 years ago, we, we had an absolute crisis. Our marriage nearly failed we were almost going for a divorce and without going into many details God did a completely complete miracle in us and I think from that point on we went you know what God has done this for us imagine what he can do for other people and it was that, that moment where we we you know in poker which obviously you guys play a lot but you go um we're pushing all our chips in and I think that the, the whole thing about church planting is it's not just uh, that's a nice idea, that's a job. It's actually your whole life. 
and you just go, do you know what? God has done this for us. We've got to do this for other people. And it's that pull of um, we hadn't really done a lot of preaching or leading meetings or anything like that. But um, we know that God has transformed our lives. So what what can he do for other people? And when you're at that point, you don't care what the cost is. And it's like, what's, what's the story that God's done in you that then you can release to other people? Because that's what's going to transform our cities. So at the time, I, I would go out into Balham, uh, just walk around. And do you remember the scene from Matrix where Neo, he's kind of, people are touching him, pushing him. I thought, uh, I wanted to feel our our community and feel people and feel their what are some of their needs and just begin talking to people and learning how to uh, so like I- if you want to pastor people the, the people everywhere just need pastoring and so we would we would see ourselves as pastoring our community and uh, and just asking people what are some of their, their needs what are some of their felt needs um, there are lots and lots of we meet lots of elderly people who who just don't physically talk to anyone for days and days and days. And so having that conversation, uh, we began sort of talking to people on the streets, began seeing people healed on the streets, uh, and we began seeing more miracles on the streets than we saw in the church. And, and so we, because of what God did with us, we just thought, well, let's go all out for God, because God's, God's done a miracle with us. He's, been, he's pastored us. We can do that for, for other people. We 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 began learning how to lead small groups. Um, so if your starting point is where do we start, it, I, I would begin leading a connect group, cell group, whatever you call them, and just take care on pastoring those people there, and then practice growing those groups and multiplying those groups as a as a way. Because what what you do here is replicated in a in a church. And so if you're currently not a small group leader. Become a small group leader. Get some training to be a small group leader. If you're currently a small group leader, get some training. How do we grow this small group so it has to has to grow and it has to mu- multiply? And the thing that we always do, our church is uh, people come in and they know that we're on mission. And so all of our groups, we say well, they're missional groups. They're either outward focused or they're, they've got a compassion focus. So just begin practicing that. We, we try to put off Christians joining our church, and so we would actively, uh, in our newcomers lunch, uh, I don't do this anymore, but we would, we would say we don't want Christians in the church. <laughs> um, we want to set the bar quite high for entry for Christians, but really low for, for people that just need, need pastoring. Um, a few weeks ago, a, um, a, uh, a gay guy came to church, and he said, will I be asked at the door? about my sexual orientation will be will will I be allowed to come in into this church environment because of his perception about what church is our main focus is out people need Jesus and so we're we're just passionate to to help our church so if people want to join our church they know that we're on mission so um, to practice pastoring I mean, absolutely. Um, any preparation you can do is wonderful. I think just just to add, I think me probably I can speak for you as well. Didn't feel that we'd got necessarily all the right experience or qualifications that we hadn't been full time members of staff here. Um, so I think 
I really struggled with that for quite a long time. But but yet God didn't seem to make that part of our story. And I guess it's just to add that um, there isn't a set way. God can't be boxed. It's not like, well, this is the the format you have to follow if you're going to church plant sometimes and I'm not saying none of any of those things are bad they're fantastic but sometimes God just does his own thing anyway and um he gives you what you need at the right time um so it's just a little thing to add um just just to say in terms of foundations that was one of the things that that was helpful for me um I'm not very good at showing my excitement but um <laughs> but I am really excited that there's a vineyard tra- training thing going on um, because I was, that was one of the things I was thinking, you know, I, I'm not a great book reader. Um, I don't know um, how to, to, to look through, a, I, I was calling him a concordance at one point, but commentary. <laughs> um, and so, um, so, so yeah, so it was, it was just, well, how do I actually do that? And so I went out and I, I did some, some training um, and that was so helpful. Um, and just to, to encourage, you know, it, it starts, yes, you, you, you know, you lead out of a place of personal relationship with God, but there are useful things to know um, if you're leading others and so and so training is essential well it, it's helpful <laughs> yeah training platform can I, can I ask a question I want you to give us a snapshot each of you into your last month your highlights and your lowlights do you know what I mean like I, I want to hear both sides. I want to hear the great story of somebody coming to know Jesus, and I want to hear the angst that you've been... No, do you know what I mean? It's like the joy and the pain. It's like when you plant a pot plant, you need the grit and the soil in order for the plant to really... We've always got to put the grit in the bottom, so we'll do a bit of grit and soil. Start with Paul. Give the others the time to think. I read... Um, I think it was New Year's Day, I read George Whitfield said, I don't want to c- travel 15 minutes without... Um, telling somebody about Jesus and um, I was like man we're planting a church we're meant to be telling people about Jesus Lord would that be our story and um, just personally seen quite a remarkable increase in the opportunities but then actually doing something with those opportunities so New Year's day after New Year's Day um, guy in our garage repairing our boiler led him to Jesus and um, just we've seen a catalogue of similar things but it's flown into the church and the spirit's doing something i don't know where it's going to go but it's very exciting what he's doing um <coughs> that'd be the the highlights the it's kind of i don't know maybe it's a highlight in that it's broken my heart afresh for the city but it's been a challenge just seeing some of the brokenness of the people as we've done some of the stuff on the streets i was chatting with a guy the other day He's, he buys Silic Bang, sprays it onto paper, dries it and smokes it because of the properties in it. It just numbs his pain. And you're like, really? It's, it's devastating to be among a people who are so hurt and so in need of Jesus. Um, some of the other challenges, I think sometimes you just get smacked from all angles. Like our youngest daughter's been in hospital twice already since the turn of the new year, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard work sometimes living that out alongside oh, I've still got to speak on Sunday and we've still got to this and there's a number of other things going on but you you know there's there's wins and losses there's now and not yet and you you press in for more but I'd say God's doing some remarkable things is it without cost absolutely not but isn't it worth it yeah definitely um, we've probably had the hardest year personally uh, that, that we've ever had uh, just with not the hardest, but <laughs> hardest for a long time. Um, <laughs> some highlights. So we, uh, we've got a dog called Charlie, and 
We did, there's something called Borrow My Doggy, um, and um, we'd had some prophecies about our dog Charlie leading people to Jesus, and um, I we'd joined up Borrow My Doggy because we need somebody to walk him on a Sunday morning because we were really busy, and one of the families that we uh, we contacted or that they, they came around for a cup of tea, we suddenly realised that it was a total God set up, and he dr- he asked what we did for a living, we said we led a church. And uh, it turned out his granddad helped found the Gideons. His dad had just gone into retirement and become a vicar, and he had no interest in church. And uh, so we just connected with them, got really good friends with them. Few, I didn't. Oh, uh, then invited him to frisbee. So we were playing frisbee every Monday night. Um, he got to know some of the guys. And then a little bit later on our second anniversary, I just dropped them a text first thing in the morning, just like, "Oh, I've got a second anniversary day. Would you like to come?" They came, were blown away, and then just been coming to church every every day since. And at Christmas time, uh, New Year's Eve, we had a sort of Thanksgiving type service, and he came with his parents, the ones that had just become uh, vicars in South Africa. And uh, so the guy t- stood up and told his story about how he met us through Charlie, and um, just uh, was sort of slowly returning back to Jesus. And then his dad stood up, the one that was from South Africa, and he said, "What you don't know is the backstory." He said. Um, I I turned away from God when my boys were young, the two the, the lad that was there, and um, I've regretted it ever since. And he said, we've got three boys all in different continents now, and all I've been able to do is pray. And that's been 13 years of praying for them and not knowing what's, what God's going to do. And it was just like, oh, my goodness, God has just got this. Like, he's got the bigger picture of the backstory of people's prayers, and, and we're like one little piece in that puzzle of where God's piecing it all together that was amazing and I'll give you a moment of pain we were here last year with one of our key leaders youth leader worship leader and he's made some lifestyle choices and some integrity choices and he was part of our family and he's not part of our church anymore and it's absolutely horrible really really painful because you invite people into your lives this isn't just a job Invite people to become part of your family and part of your story, and it's really painful. We um, I, we don't th- I d- we don't we're learning how to preach. We're learning how to do Sundays. Uh, people would come to us and say, "Steve, this isn't a proper church. You don't do sermons." Uh, and I would say, "You're lucky. I turn up on a Sunday." <laughs> um, <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're lucky I'm here. Um, and so we're we're learning all the time. If I if I'm not if I'm not preaching on a on a Sunday that week, I feel like a proper Christian. I feel like uh, it's just that I'm having to I'm having to work out a sermon and things like that. And so we're we're just learning. We're learning all the time how to how to do how to do things. Um, we're just starting an evening service in March, which is amazing. Um, God has just given us some world-class people, which is amazing. Um, but I've been in A&E uh, last couple of months. Uh, we've had some relationship stuff. And so there's just a... Ta- I, remember w- I remember walking down stairs one time, and there was like 50 black flies on our, on our window. And I, was, and I said to Viv, there's demons. <laughs> there's like, there's demons everywhere. Just feel oppressed. There's d- like <laughs> demonic against us and what we're doing. So there's a Heinlein. <laughs> <laughs> we got the slide book out. We're fine. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
So um, for those of you who've been to Edinburgh, um, there's a one o'clock gun that goes off every uh, cannon across the castle, from the castle across the um, city, across Princess Street. And so we just felt uh, that the Lord was saying, what, what about if at one o'clock we prayed for one person at one o'clock for one minute for one month? And so we spent the month of October um, just doing this every day, wherever we were, um, in our workplaces or wherever we, we'd... Uh, we pray for one person. The problem was, <laughs> I didn't know a single person in Edinburgh. So I'm like, who am I going to pray for? So we've been kind of dropping off chocolates with our neighbors and everything. And I'm like, who is it, Lord? Who? I don't even know anybody to pray for. Right, I'm going to pay for my Tesco driver. He was the only person I actually knew. So, um, so Tesco driver comes, you know. It's weird, isn't it, how the Lord does stuff? He... Uh, because uh, we live on a flat in Edinburgh, so I'm a bit too lazy to just get everything from the car because it's like eight miles away. So we started doing Tesco, which is great. And uh, I was chatting to somebody, so I missed my appointment. So uh, he rings me up, and I'm down the road. He goes, uh, Mrs. Newman, and da, 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 da. I'm really sorry, but um, you've missed your you know, appointment. <laughs> um, so, so I went, oh, no, I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. Oh, my goodness, doesn't matter. So um, anyhow, he comes back in his own time. Uh, sweet, you know, finishes his whole run, comes back with my shopping like at six o'clock at night. So I'm like, oh, thanks so much. Tell me your name. He goes, my name. <laughs> my name's Greg. <laughs> and I went, oh, thanks, Craig. That's so nice. Oh, let me take a photo of you. And I'm just going <laughs> to tell everybody how amazing you are. He's like, like this. So I put on my Facebook, isn't Craig an absolute star for coming back? Oh, I don't know why I did it. I'm so lame. Anyway, um, for um, coming back in your own time. And, um, and then a friend of mine goes, Kate, his name's, have you not seen his name badge? It's the Scottish accent. His name's Greg. <laughs> so that for the whole of that day, I'm going, Greg, Craig, Greg. Boys, they sound the same. Say Greg. And they're like, Greg. I'm like, see, it sounds like Craig, doesn't it? Anyway, great. Greg keeps coming back. He keeps coming back. You never have the same Tesco driver twice. He goes, how come I keep getting you? Like, every time I'm like, I, I don't know. He goes, why? I said, do you know why we're here? Do you know why we're in Edinburgh? Um, we're starting a church for people who don't go to church. And uh, he goes, what? Anyway, I have had Greg, the Tesco driver, about how many times? Six, seven, eight. And every time he now... Um, makes sure that he is, his rotor has got me at like maximum time because he wants to know what is going on in the church. And he goes last week, he, uh, not last week, the week before, anyway, we came here. Um, he goes, he goes oh, to our neighbours across the road. He says, um, he goes, I'm late, for my, I'm late for Ben and Kate across the road. And he goes, and, she, and Tamsin, my friend across the road, goes, um, she goes, oh, yeah, they're great, aren't they? And he's like, what, they've got to you as well. What is it? Well, how can they know everybody <laughs> on the street? So um, so we're absolutely, I'm going for the whole of Tesco. He's gone back and he's told all the drivers that we're planting a church on Morningside Drive. And they all know about it. Our neighbours are now coming to small group. They don't know Jesus. Isn't, that, isn't it, Emily? It's like bonkers. And we're like, what is going on? Anyway, that's a random story. That's, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> it's random, but it's great. It's so fun living with Kate and a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh, flip, I've got to do this as well. This is, we do this together. But it's, um, <coughs> but it is great, and it's a real privilege to what God's doing and who's he who's who he's bringing along. Um, just on a, yeah, just a low light, 
we we did this we did this small group one night and um I think Emily were you there? I'm not sure. And uh, we at the end of the small group, me and Kate just said to each other, Let, "Let's not discuss that. Let's not even talk about it. Do not analyse what just happened there." <laughs> and it was like it was just the most bonkers, weird small group ever. We the we had some visitors coming, so they they were coming for the first time. So we're like, we really wanted to make them welcome. They had a small baby. Another couple had a child who was going to go to sleep. And uh, they thought, and we uh, we were just trying all that out. So basically, the whole evening I was talking. The whole evening, people walking in and out, babies crying, toddler staying up all night, and blah blah blah. I think somebody went home ill after we prayed for them, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and it's just like, what on earth happened there? Will they ever come back? You know, and next, and it's those sorts of things you get. It was like, it's quite real. Was like, man, I think we've just broken it. You know, and. But it was great. God's been uh, great with those people, and it's great, and his blessings in a different way. But also, I think some part of the pain of it is I just want to see people come to know Jesus. And then I think, okay, God's put us here to do that. And it's that sort of thing of not striving for it, but also feeling the pain of it at the same time. And uh, and that's really hard to to live with um, and deal with on a day daily basis. And then also, yeah, just from a, I had an interesting experience in the last week where, um, as it's being recorded, I can't really say that much, but essentially I was told at work, by the way, your base is still in Leeds. You're still based in Leeds and you're claiming expenses from Edinburgh. I'm like, brilliant. So somebody didn't do a bit of admin and, and hasn't moved me to Edinburgh. So I'm like, fantastic. That's great. Uh, so I'm praying about that a lot. Um, so that can actually be based there. And that's quite real in terms of that pressure of work where they say, oh, you now live in Edinburgh, so I don't think you're serving your customers properly, blah, blah, blah. That's a real blessing. Uh, which uh, we need to go So that's part of the reality. Because my, my work, my work is our only income. So we depend on that uh, a lot, more than we have done. And then that's becoming under real pressure. But I still have great favour from God with my customer and, they keep buying stuff. So, Why don't that. we just pray for that? I think we all should pray for that right now. That's the reality, isn't it, that's going on. Jesus, we just commit Ben's work to you in the name of Jesus. And we just claim, Lord, we thank you for this job. We thank you that he's been able to transfer it. And Lord, we pray blessing and favor in that place. Lord, would he be able to transfer that job to Edinburgh? Lord, let it go through. Let it not even be an issue. It's like we love you. We love what you're doing. So we claim it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Guys, can you very quickly just give us a snapshot, just because I know that you've literally landed in Edinburgh not long ago. Just give us your quick first 10 months. Do you know what I mean? Or however. When do you, you know what there? I mean? Like what you've done. Or oh, four months. I know you've been there <laughs> four months. Is it only four? Wow. But do you know what I mean? It's like you landed. What's happened? Sorry, I just want to give people an insight into your... Okay, we landed. We didn't know a soul. Um, so uh, we... Yeah, well, actually, we, yeah, blah blah blah. Some we were, we went on our own, but God just brings people to you, which is amazing. Like Emily um, and Mark, oh Mark and Emily here, oh, um, so amazing people come. God just so we set up a website. Um, people got um, Vineyard Grapevine. People got in touch with us, um, and so we started um, straight away getting to know neighbours. 
um, trying to build community um, with the people who God was bringing us. I think I spent the first three weeks, I responded to somebody from the website every day, um, either met them in a coffee shop or whatever. I, c- I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that God was providing us with people. Um, kept on investing in neighbours, learned that neighbours are always out. Like, why, why, why are they never in when you go around with um, chocolate shortbread or whatever? So I'm like, oh, this is so infuriating. Nobody's ever in. Then devised a plan to actually glass jars. They're the secret. So I, So then I put loads of chocolates in glass jars and wrote on them, um, hello from number 105 and then I left them outside there all their um, houses so that um, then they'd have to bring them back to me and then I'd get to know them because nobody ever keeps them because they're too polite and so um, so then everybody kept coming it back into our house and we'd chat with them and then they'd be in our house and they're like oh what are you doing here have you moved up for work no no <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> like wha- <laughs> we're here to start a church for people who don't go to church what uh um, so that's really cool. Um, so we've we now do small group on a Thursday, um, and then and so that got quite big. And so we now do Mondays and Thursdays, and we're just doing um, just vineyard values culture. Um, we've just started. Ben had a dream um, about this. Anyway, blah blah blah. Long dream, um, which led us to the place called Bethany. He just he was like, God's going to tell us where we're going to go. And God just suddenly gave him the word Bethany. And we're like, what's that about? We're not going to the West Bank. We're not, what? And as it turned out, because you Google it, don't you, when you don't know what, what a word means. Um, and it came out, Bethany Christian Trust, Edinburgh, Bethany Christian Trust, Edinburgh, but like all the way. And there's, a, there's a, a shelter, there's a big charity for the homeless in Edinburgh called Bethany Christian Trust. So we are now, um, as, as an extension of that, we're now starting... Um, we've just had training on it last Saturday. To um, they put on a banquet for the homeless every um, Saturday night, and they call them guests. It's amazing and um, crockery, amazing like everything, isn't it? So we are all um, learning the value of ministry to the poor. Um, once a month, we're all going to go down as a team, families, everybody, doing that. What else are we doing, Emily? What else are we doing? Oh, brunch! Brunch is my favourite. So. Um, so we, we needed like a vehicle of high spiritual, low social, and everything in between. So we're like, okay, so what's high spiritual? Probably small group. What's, what's um, high social? Probably just like gathering events. But what's in between? So we thought, right, we'll do brunch, but we'll just do really nice coffee, pastries, everything. But um, what should we do? So the first month we invited everybody, neighbors, everybody, workmates, whatever, and we told our story. Next month we did brunch and we did a TED talk. We just uh, put a TED talk on about the theme for brunch is something Jesus would have said. So we thought, well, Jesus talks about loving your neighbors. So let's just find a TED talk all about how um, this lady loved all her neighbors. And um, and so we then got all our neighbors round. And then now we've got a WhatsApp group for all our neighbors. Um, and we're doing social stuff because of that brunch, which is great. And now we're doing loads of stuff together. Um, and then the next month, we got somebody to give their testimony with br- at brunch. Um, what else are we doing? That's about it. Do you know what? It's great. But I guess what I just wanted to say is the creativity. Do you know what I mean? It's like you went with nobody. People got in touch. You make it up as you go along. Do you know what I mean? It's just literally like 
and what can we do next? Oh, we're going to do right. Uh, and I, I, that's what I just wanted to get across, just that. And, you know, that word, Bethany, and then suddenly you're like, oh, I think Jesus is leading us in this direction. Like, wasn't planned, but it is part of the values of compassion. We need to get that in there. So, great. Can we just hear from Josh and Katie? Um, so, highlights. Um, sorry? Um, so, um, so a couple of stories, just in terms of keeping names and stuff out of it. But basically, someone that I'd met, um, they, when I first met them, had, had, had come from what they would they would say they were an atheist. Um, cut a long story short, got the opportunity to pray together for a number of different things, um, and then had a text while we were on holiday last month um, asking me to pray for something. Um, so we sat around the table with the kids. He prayed for it, text back, said said a cheeky little prayer. And um, half an hour later, she said the prayer's been answered and the thing's happened. And um, so he was just like, wow, God, if you're leading the way in this, what a privilege it is to join in. Um, a neighbor, um, so um, so <coughs> in essence there, you know, we've, we've chatted about a whole number of different things. Um, you find things that you have in common with people, whether it be cars or... I don't know, sport or whatever it happens to be. So anyway, we're having a, a, a chat. Anyway, it turns out that he's got a bad back. Um, so, um, so you know, as we do, we just, you know, if, if a friend's got a bad back, it, you know, we tend to pray for it. And sometimes, you know, Jesus comes along and he heals it. You know, is that something you'd value? Um, I said, but it's absolutely fine. You know, this may be completely weird. And, you, you know, so, so there's no pressure there. And, um, and he said, yeah, it's a bit weird. Thanks very much, but no thanks. Um, so I was like, okay, that's that, that's fine. But also, I'm a physio. So anyway, able to give him a <laughs> complete, uh, you know, a physio session, just kind of free of charge. Just you know, those kind of opportunities that God is with you as you s- as you step out to do things. Um, those are the highlights: is that you you step into things and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how people are going to respond. But I think it was as was said earlier: as you step out and ask people certain questions, you discover how right they are, or how. Um, or and where their hearts are at, and so that that's amazing. Being able to just almost have permission to go and do that, and it doesn't need to take, you know, being on a church plant to do that. We can do that from today. So that's that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yes, I mean, as as people have already said, it is just the highs and lows. Like it's wonderful and exciting and loads of joy, and then. Yeah, it is, it is hard and tough and there is a spiritual, but as Steve was saying, like a spiritual element to feeling, like I we I think I came, probably you as well, to NLC feeling like, oh my goodness, the last three weeks have been hard, I'm so tired. Like our jobs have just been crazily busy, like too demanding really. Um, and it, uh, yeah, so there's, there's, it's busy, it's exciting, utterly have to depend on God, like as you were saying, make it up as we go along. <laughs> Um, and and feel like I don't really have enough time for church because I've got young children and really demanding jobs. But the wonderful thing about that is it's very humbling. It's not about us. It's not about us making this thing grow. It has to be about him and um, just trusting that he's leading us. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so the first... Um, week back after Christmas we'd had a few weeks off we'd gone on holiday which was great and um, that week before we were going to do like a vision talk about what we felt God was speaking about for the coming term and year we'd just been like a 
well just so many things had kind of gone wrong and I was meant to be preparing this talk and all the time I thought I would have to do it loads of other stuff had come up so I felt totally unprepared I just had like a 12 day a 12 hour um day at work and um, I was meant to be leading worship <laughs> not a worship leader I've the fu- what was the fire alarm oh yeah I couldn't leave work on time because then the security alarm went off anyway all this stuff had gone wrong and um just one of these moments where you have to say lord you're gonna have to turn up because I don't feel prepared at all and um and and he did and like afterwards after we'd shared a bit a bit probably in a rather clumsy way um the holy spirit really turned up and there were some amazing prophetic words that people had not just for individuals but for the for this new church as a whole about our direction and in fact the the part of the bible i was speaking on in acts somebody had been reading about that that very morning it's quite an obscure part of the bible and um yeah brought a prophetic word about that so yeah that was very exciting Thank you, guys. Um, we have not got that long left, five minutes. I think it would be just great if we could pray and just pray for some of you guys that want prayer. So do you, should we stand? I, th- I, did actually, uh, I did actually ask these guys at the beginning. <laughs> uh, well, we prayed that God would give us maybe some prophetic words for you guys. You know, it's interesting how many times prophecy came up as part of their stories in terms of calling and journey so, uh, should we start with that? Actually, I'm just going to pray and then... Lord, I just thank you for these guys who've taken bold risks, some of them reluctantly. <laughs> and Lord, you've just really blessed that. You've bl- just blessed their humbling offering of just going, I'll, I'll go, I'll do it for you, no matter what the cost. And so we just ask that you would continue to be with them, the highs and the lows. We pray for more highs and lows and we pray for just kingdom breakthroughs in these just these significant cities in our land edinburgh manchester oxford london and lord we we want to see more of this we're not content we want to see churches for people who aren't in church scattered across our lands so would you come lord there's a reason everyone's in this room Some of you don't even know quite why you're in here. But God's brought you. So I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us now. Pray for an openness to our hearts and our minds for you to dispel maybe some unhelpful things that we're thinking. Can't be me. Couldn't do it. Don't know why I'm even here. But Lord, your voice is enough. Just there's a whole bunch of seeds that are being dropped into many, many hearts, and it just it's amazing standing here just seeing uh, just various seeds, and um, there's just some individuals that we just want to uh, pray over and uh, encourage and, and things like that. There's a couple at the back. Your God told me to look out for the couple with with glasses, and just at the back there, right at the back there, and um, just God's highlight. What what are your names? Mark and Ellie, I just saw like huge, <laughs> huge seeds being dropped, huge seeds being dropped. Um, and just the, the significance about your glasses, about vision, and just God is, um, is kind of honing your vision. He's sharpening your vision. Um, um, and just see like just uh, lots of seeds being planted. Maybe they've, they've been there for a while, but um, we just p- 
pray that God would water those seeds. Uh, and he, he's the great stirrer. He's the great, he, you know, he's got his size 10 boots and he might be kicking you out. And so just, I just pray right now just for your, your eyes that you would see, that you would see more and more and more. Um, there's also a couple, the guy in the check shirt, just, uh, yeah. Um, what's your name? There, there's a, 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 there's a real heavy heaviness over you in terms of um, power, a demonstration of power, and um, just God wants you to surround you, get yourself involved with some power ministry, because what's going to be imparted to you is going to affect your your city and your region. And so, um, I just pray right now there'd be gifts of healing. Um, the only the only reason why we get gifts of prophecy is because we ask for it. And so God, God wants to challenge you to, to ask for those gifts of prophecies, ask for those, those greater gifts, and for you and your wife, that there would be this partnership happening between you both, to bless them. We release anointing right now. We pray for men and women to come alongside them, to father and, and to mother them, but they would become fathers and mothers themselves as well, in Jesus' name. I think if people are, could gather around the people who are being given prophetic words, that'd be great. Karen, go in. Yeah, just uh, the picture I got was firstly of an AstroTurf pitch, ideal. and uh, uh, But the picture was about a hockey stick, so I don't know whether that means anything to anyone in particular. I'm sort of hoping so. Maybe. Okay. Can I just chuck some names out? I'm not going to ask you to do anything with it, but... Um, really felt like the Lord, I'm not saying you, you're couples or anything, but almost as individuals that the Lord is doing something on you with this. Um, Rachel, Richard, Sarah and Joy, um, I felt the Lord saying something specifically to you around going on a plan, planting. You, you know it already. You just needed somebody to say it. Um, I also, I felt like there's an agitation on some of you. Like the, It's almost like you want to run on the spot. There's a You, you just want to do something with your mouth or you just got this like, come on. And it's like there's something coming on you, even now for sharing your faith and for having a boldness and stepping out in that. And um, you know, is it, are there, does that apply to some of you? I think you might want to put your hand up and just get some people around you praying. And this lady just here, I knew I was going to say you, I think that is on you. Um, and it's, it's, it's been coming the whole time. And um, yeah, but there'll be, there'll be others. I think you, you want to pray into that because yeah, I think it starts with sharing your faith. just put their hands up, so just keep them up. <laughs> so um, as soon as we sat down, I had the word Dundee. If anybody's thinking of going to Dundee or if Dundee is on their heart. Um, <laughs> Dundee. <laughs> You're Famous already pastoring Falkirk. You can't go there. Um, yeah, Dundee and France. Um, yeah, so uh, those two things. And also the, the, the guy at the denim shirt, just like directly here. Um, I just felt the Lord say your, your work is significant. Um, uh, your work is significant and... Uh, to operate at work as if you are church planting your work is uh, what is it that you do yeah ah that's quite cool um so whatever you're going to go into whatever the lord is i would really just seek right put me in a place where you want me to be because that's going to be like a like a church planting thing for you that's just really significant time can i just pray for that so what's your name please pardon 
Ed. So Ed, we just um, speak over your life right now. We just um, uh, ask the Lord to come right now and put you in a place of employment where he wants you, exactly where he wants you, um, for his glory, for whatever he wants to do. We just ask that you would align everything for him to step into a role where you want him to operate. In the name of Jesus. Um, North Wales. Anyone feeling called to North Wales? Um, partic- uh, just I don't know whether God's been speaking to you about mountains recently um, around Snowdon, that kind of area. And then the other thing is just about um, I, I think God wants to release entrepreneurial ideas and money making ideas that are going to then release you to be able to plant church. Um, because sometimes that's often a, a barrier because you don't get paid. So um, but yeah, just God, would you release ideas and wisdom and divine entrepreneurial schemes that are going to release money to to make people be at the church plant yes i I got a sense just before that was also about about work uh in in your mind you've been saying i can't do this with the job i've got and and it's linked to that in terms of you know god will provide so if you feel you're in that situation like i've got a job with one of those you're not meant to work part-time you're not meant to work in edinburgh all that stuff blah 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 um but yeah i get a sense of you may have said that to yourself when you've been sitting in here you know god does cool things with that with your job and with your work and with favor with entrepreneurship so let's release that um i think i've got two words um and it this i don't know your name the man at the back in the red t-shirt hello phil um just saw you and just just the word compassion came into my mind i don't obviously know anything about you and i felt like god was saying just wants to kind of just break your heart and um, destroy your heart in a wonderfully great way for those that um, are on the edge of society, those marginalised. Um, so yeah, maybe some people could gather around and pray for you, Phil. Um, and then the second one was for um, a gentleman who's got a baseball cap back to front. <laughs> Hello. Check share. Um, I just had a picture of... Um, like a dealer shuffling cards and um, I don't know whether that's what it might have felt like recently that you're like, there's a lot of shuffling going on, you're like, but then a particular card was pulled out of the deck and it was like, this is the card, this is the thing, this is what you're meant to be doing. Um, So I don't know whether that means anything for you, but. Yeah, Yeah, we've got time for one last word. Uh, Really quickly, um, randomly, if your initials are L and then M, can you just come see me? Random. Um, and another one was, is there anybody like Danish here or from Denmark? Or feels called to Denmark, anything? No, so definitely a Danish thing. No. Okay, I'm just going to pray in finishing. Sorry, I'm just aware we're out of time. Just to us to say there's a church planting lunch tomorrow, isn't there, Paul? What room? G3. Basically, we'll just run through more information about actual church planting and how to do it. If you're interested, come along. It's free lunch. Oh, look at that bargain. I'm going to pray and finishing. Jesus, I want to thank you for what you've done in this room. Lord, I thank you for every one of these amazing stories. Be speaking, be calling. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone.